Hey y'all, welcome to Well, Well, Well by LRH Wellness. I'm your host, Lexi, and this is where we dive deep into all things health and wellness. Here we get into the wellness weeds, call out health inequities, and work towards living a more well life, all centering Black perspectives. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Well, Well, Well. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is a shooting the sh episode with my sissy, Abby. She goes by Abrielle to the rest of the world. So Abby or Abrielle to everybody else and I are talking about growing up and how mental health was discussed in our home. And so these shooting the sh episodes are really... so. If you guys haven't noticed, most of my podcasts, you know, talk about, take the personal and extract and talk about big theory and how me and my guests think it expands to, you know, the greater black condition to how it discusses wellness on a bigger scale for black people through our work, our studies, or our research, our personal experience, how we think this, that then, you know, expands to blackness as a whole. Our shoot and sh episodes are really the personal and how they really just impact our own lives. And so today, Abby and I are talking about just growing up and how mental health was discussed in our homes. So we grew up, you'll hear, not talking about mental health. And it's interesting because now I want to be a psychiatrist. I love talking about mental health. I talk about mental health. I study mental health. I study suicidality there was so much stigma around suicide and death by suicide and mental health in our home growing up and it was just always present and we grew up with a narcissist in our household my dad was a complete narcissist and it was just a trauma filled experience and we allude to that we talk about it a lot and I'm not going to talk about Abby's experience beyond what she said but it was really really difficult for us and Abby and I we laugh a lot through this interview because truly you have to laugh to not cry and we're lucky to have moved through it and moved through it in a way that brought us closer in our younger years because we dealt with you know these traumas so differently we we're really not that close, but we grew closer as we got older because we came together. And I'm so grateful for that. And I just reflect on this conversation we had and reflect on those years growing up and just thinking about how we were so isolated. We were living in a house where everybody was so alone, but we were purposely isolated growing up too by our father. And we didn't have health teams, you know, I've been talking about this idea of health teams, but we didn't have like support. We had each other and our house was so volatile that we couldn't even turn to each other. We did not have, you know, people we could turn to. So this idea of support and wellness was is so revolutionary to me. And it might seem simple and not that special to many, but it really is revolutionary because growing up, the idea that like, you could have many people care about your health and wellness and well-being was revolutionary. You know, I grew up, I had doctors who didn't even believe me when I was sick. I grew up, I and still do have chronic migraines. I haven't had a day without a headache in literally 
15 years now, right? <laughs> the majority of my life I've had a headache. And I didn't have a doctor believe me until like two months ago. I'm 23. So <laughs> the idea of a health team and not and is so revolutionary to me. And part of that was because we were so isolated growing up. We were made to believe that there is nobody but the people around you and that sharing is oversharing and that getting help will hurt you. And we touched on that a little bit and it, it was just, this conversation is just so raw. And I think that there is this misconception in black communities and in the black home that what happens in the house stays in the house. Anything that goes outside the house is going to get you in trouble and it's going to hurt the family. And what really happens is it just hurts the individual. Kids stay quiet. They, you know, it ends up just being a detriment to yourself. And I really, will, I'm trying to leave space for this conversation and not reveal too much in the prelude, but it's, it, I just, this conversation is so valuable to me. And as I've been reflecting on it, I, I take away more and more and just really recognize I wish somebody had talked to me about talking to other people. And that's my biggest takeaway. I wish that I had recognized earlier in life and had the skills and wherewithal and had known and the resources to just be able to talk to more people and to recognize that getting help is not bad and all of that good stuff. But that being said, I'm just so grateful for my sissy. I'm not going to do a formal introduction introduction for her today because she's going to be back for another episode where we talk about art because she's an incredible artist but my sister is the shit she is so cool and just an incredible wonderful person who moves through the world with grace with this regalness that I can't even describe I'm just so grateful she's truly my best friend I admire her in so many ways she's my younger sister but I look up to her I get teary-eyed just describing her because I think she is the most wonderful person in the whole entire world. That's that's my best friend, you know? But this conversation, guys, it's really raw, really vulnerable, and I'm just so grateful she had it with me because growing up was hard, and I, I you know, I position myself as an expert, and I like to think I am an expert because I've studied wellness, health, all this stuff for a long time now, but, you know, we all came from somewhere, and... I study this stuff for a reason, and it's a place of I've seen it, and I've been through it, and this conversation really was part of that. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I know you will. I really enjoyed having it. Enjoy me and my sissy shooting the sh- This is a nice little get-up, though. I mean, setup. Oh, my mic? You're giving I'm in the studio. Look, I know. <laughs> I should turn on my neon girls, girls, girls in the back so I give the Joe Rogan studio vibe. You know, his he has the neon um, barbecue signs on the back. I don't know her. <laughs> don't know her. I've never seen that. Welcome to Well, 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 Abby. Sorry, what did you say? I said, welcome to Well, 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 Abby. Or Abrielle, as everybody else in the world calls you identity thanks for joining me sissy of course any, uh, any sister? today everybody my sister is joining me for a shooting the sh episode and today today we're shooting the sh about 
just therapy and mental health growing up in our home. And so to start, like, Abby, let's talk about the context of how mental health was discussed growing up. So how did you feel like mental health was discussed growing up? Baby, it was not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was not until I got alcohol poisoning. Um, It took like crisis. It's a crisis though. It's, It's a crisis. And then the other time we heard about it, or at least I heard about it, was when dad would do some some bonkers shit. And like we would be like, that's bipolar behavior, that's OCD behavior. Yeah. All of that's all of these things. And like not really knowing what that meant. Like giving it the pop culture definition. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he is narcissist. Yeah. Just pure narcissist. No, I feel like it took complete crisis. And so, so I'm obviously older. So I knew your shit, but did you know mine? Growing up? Yeah. Like, did you know I was having mental health troubles? No, baby. Well, no, no, not really. See, it's, it's like so interesting to think like we were in the same house, but just like no communication. We were in different worlds, love. Different spheres. And it sucks because it's a product of what we grew up around oh completely yeah is it also sometimes I find myself slipping into a little British accent I can avoid that at all costs (laughs) it doesn't matter talk the way you want to talk this be yourself on this you can cuss you can talk however you want (laughs) okay cool yeah no but I feel like it took such like extreme levels for conversation of mental health to come out and then it was like an excuse for like the trauma we were experiencing like instead of addressing the trauma we were experiencing it was like oh they're depressed (laughs) which is so sick (laughs) it was like it's not trauma it's not abuse it they're just depressed by their own issues you know those that video where this lady would always record in her car and like not blink and speak in very monotone ways and she was like y'all have mental illness that's what our house was (laughs) (laughs) but to be quite frank I feel like sometimes I try to actually really remember a lot of our childhood and I simply I can't I can't remember a lot of things except for moments okay there are times where I'd be like you're gonna remember this and those are like (laughs) for example 
we were in the target this i'm sorry it's not related to anything in this it's okay okay we were in the target parking lot and i had a slurpee and it had one of the spoon thingies <laughs> and i was in the back seat and i scooped it out and i was like i'm taking my medicine <laughs> and i and i like drank it out of the little spoon thingy like it mm-hmm. was medicine and I'm like I'm gonna remember this and click like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny but like I genuinely I cannot remember large chunks of our childhood my childhood so by proxy yours too like you know people talk to me all the time about like remembering when their siblings came home I I have no recollection of when you were born like How I have that young. Why do people remember that young? Is that I? I have friends, like who have such distinct memories of like when their first siblings came home, like who are the same age gaps of you and I, who are like I remember, like distinctly having like the baby in the household. I have no, like memories of you as a child. I don't either. <laughs> Isn't that, it's, it's like, wild. I didn't realize that was a thing. I thought, even as a kid, I was like, I don't remember before I was, like, four. I thought people just didn't remember before they were, like, four or five, like, kindergarten, preschool. Like, how do you remember shit before that? You're a baby. No, some people do remember. Like, super salient moments people remember. Like, Ray remembers when his his siblings were brought home he was like three the earliest memory i have is being at disneyland or disney world and we were on a ride and we couldn't figure out how to control the airplane thing and i reached back and figured it out girl i don't even know what you're talking about okay (laughs) but like do you ever think that like Obviously, we don't remember stuff because we're blocking out trauma. Yeah. But do you think that, like, that trauma was worse than what we experienced later on in life? Or, like, do you ever think about that? I didn't think about that until now. Sorry. But But my first thought is, like, because we're, like, rugrats we were kids who don't know any coping mechanism so it's like I feel like that makes sense you know because it's like your brain this is what I know how to do yeah and then as you grow up you begin to learn maybe not the healthiest but you (laughs) you begin to learn ways to cope and that's why like I don't I don't know where that was going I forgot but like okay so our coping mechanisms to deal like with the trauma of growing up were so different like you turn very internally and I turn externally yeah yeah and very uh I would remember remind me to bring this up later because I think I'm gonna forget just say like tiktok and I'll remember. Okay. <laughs> you can just say it now. Okay, fine. Um, so 
also you can take this out but tomorrow I'm going to the psychiatrist and I'm finally getting help for ADD that's awesome do you want me to take it out well no actually you can leave that in sure okay okay I normally don't edit these unless you really want me to oh girl let's raw dog it okay um (laughs) yeah finally because these meds are great that I'm on but my memory is scarily horrible yeah anyway um so this tiktok that was talking about how when you grow up if you haven't resolved a lot of things with your inner child you'll find yourself doing the things you did as a kid to like cope with something so for example they were talking about like if as a kid you would go to your room when you were sad or when you were in trouble or whatever and you would like stay in your room instead of talking to people about it or like try and get comfort from other people and I was like this algorithm algorithm (laughs) it fucked up because that was scary because literally the day before the day before I was in this little cubicle room it's not a cubicle this is a nice room in my room isolating and then I got up and went down to Dima and Pasha's room so then I wouldn't be isolating thanks TikTok thanks TikTok so why do you feel like so mom's a teacher mom always talks about how you've been ADHD or ADD your whole life (laughs) why do you think niggas didn't do nothing because I had good good grades interesting that's what I think um because also I think a lot of the time people only think they think of ADD and ADHD I don't even know if they're different as like those little white boys who are bouncing off the walls and being disrupted like you know the type I know (laughs) I know who you're thinking of don't say the name (laughs) Oh, I think it is. Mouth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, anywho. Anywho. Um, like, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. That wasn't me at all. So, it was probably giving one. Something I'm not thinking of, but probably worse than what you know like not my kids but like I know it's my kid but it's not deep enough yeah you know I'm saying and then I and then I would also get good grades and it wasn't I mean I know it impacted my life but it wasn't to an extent that was obviously Mm -hmm. detrimental yeah do you like look back now and you're like damn I wish somebody helped me with that like of like all the things you've gone through now like in mental health do you feel like like what do you wish you're like I wish somebody helped me with this or like noticed this and helped me Mm. 
what I can really think of is I was depressed in high school, <laughs> baby. <laughs> baby. Um, uh, <laughs> so maybe that, but I think a lot of shit popped up in college. Yeah. When a lot of structure dissipated, I guess. Not that I don't have structure in my life, but is that mean? I don't know. Yeah. Like when you had to create your structure. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I wish somebody noticed that it was not normal the way I was depressed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was taken as, oh, she's just introverted. Yeah. It vibes. I don't know. Yeah. What about for you? I feel like. So. I hit like a crisis point because. So I don't know if I've actually ever told you this before. So, well, I've told you this before, but so I was assaulted in high school, which, you know, but I, so I used to like obsessively cleanse my body after it, like to the point where I would have like, like almost like, like washcloth, like burns, like I would scrub myself so bad and mom noticed and took it as me like self-harming and so I was like dragged to a therapist and then I like sat in the therapist's office and I just knew she was just going to tell mom anything I said and so I was scared I was going to get in trouble because you you know niggas yeah (laughs) you know the dynamic yeah so I I just sat there and cried the whole time so it was like 30 minutes I was supposed to talk to this white lady. So I just cried the whole 30 minutes. And then the next 30 minutes, mom was supposed to talk to her, which is like how I knew she was just going to tell on me. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And so I didn't say a single thing. And then they went and talked and then like never talked about it again. Mm. So I wish like, instead of like making it seem that I was getting in trouble somebody was like trying to make it seem like they were trying to get me help and I just felt like I was like really shamed for that like you know it became like auntie was told and then like it you know dad had to be told and then that uh, grandma was told and then you know like it became like the tea when in reality this is like really traumatic for me So I feel like that's like, like, I just wish it was taken seriously. And I think that's like the problem, like mental health in our family wasn't like serious. Like, I think everybody thought it was like attention. <laughs> yeah. Can I take back my answer to the question? Yeah. It's similar to yours now, but think like everything was punishment based. Yeah. So I wish it wasn't. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, like I just think like everything was everything was punishment based, and everything like when you were like 
feeling sad like you were sad because you wanted attention like when I tore my so for our audience I had two major knee surgeries and sports for me was like a massive outlet like that was literally how I escaped being home <laughs> was being on sports teams was like you know that was like our permitted time to go out and like see friends and like do stuff and so when I tore my ACL like it was devastating for me it, it also like it's just a massive injury and I was crying in the shower and you know I got yelled at for crying about it so it was like even being sad about something so devastating that's like you know I'm about to have to go undergo this massive knee surgery I wanted to play sports in college like all that stuff it was like why are you sad you just want attention you just want somebody to come up here and ask what's wrong niggas niggas is sick honestly (laughs) i'm sorry i was such an absent sister i mean we were kids that's the thing like right like we can't get down on ourselves because we were kids and when you're raised in that environment like when you're like told like when you're like gaslit into thinking your emotions are all for attention you don't want to feed into somebody else's emotions because you think they're just doing it for attention you don't know any better oh that's tea how do you think you re- learned like mental health was real? <laughs> How do you ungaslight yourself? Tumblr. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's actually so true because I was like, damn, some of y'all, whoa. So I was like, okay, if niggas across the world are talking about this, okay. Yeah. Um, and then whatchamacallit. And then, um, whatchamacallit. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember necessarily thinking specifically that, like, mental illness was not real. But I remember thinking, that doesn't apply to me, even though, baby. <laughs> <laughs> No, but same though. Same. I didn't think it applied to me. Yeah. But then can you bleep this name out? Yeah. I remember like would tell us like she was going to therapy or like why she was going. I was like, oh shit. So that's like people do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. So where's mine? Where am I at? Yeah. And then it didn't come until crisis. Yeah. But then even when we when you hit crisis, it didn't stay. Yeah, but that was also because I was lying. <laughs> because you were scared. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon me. I also just like didn't want to be there. What? Yeah. Like I don't want. I don't want it to come off. I can remember thinking, I was like, I don't want mom to think she's a bad parent. I was like, I don't care if dad thinks he's a bad parent because that's what he is. <laughs> and that's on um, facts. Um, but I can remember thinking that and like, I also went through this stupid phase where I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. We all, girl, so me I, too. 
I wouldn't say anything that was going to make me cry. So I couldn't say anything. And so I didn't say anything. You know, I remember I'm- when you went through that phase. I so distinctly remember when you went through that phase. I was a bitch. You were just stone cold. I thought that made me cool. I'm going to be very honest. I was like, hey. But it's like coping, right? Sick and twisted. Sick and twisted. You have to figure out how to get through it in some ways, though. I mean, that's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Now I cry at a pin drop. Oh, it does not. I'll cry. Girl, I've always been a crier. Always have been, always will be. That's me. I cry. I let it cry. I let it roll down like waters. I have that poster. You have that poster. Mine's all broken. Mom shipped it and it just ripped all up. I had to throw it away. I'm sorry. It's all right. I wish I remembered the name of the person who made it because... I know. I really want another one. God. Do you feel like now you feel comfortable talking about mental health? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where do you think that, like, comfort came from? Um, all my friends have mental illness (laughs) (laughs) like and not in a way I'm also like somebody who especially because of like during high school I was like I'm not gonna tell anybody about me like nobody's gonna know but I'm gonna be mysterious but really baby that was bad coping mechanism Mm -hmm. anyway I think that like carried on in a lot of ways but I mean where I was like very worried of always oversharing with people so I would mm-hmm. kind of lay back um wait shit where was I going with that oh um take that out that was too much I don't like that sound <laughs> I'm not gonna take out that sound girl no it's all right um it is who you is of course um I think we're so comfortable because we come from a level of understanding yeah it's not like we're overloading on each other it's very much so like you get me you get me I get you when you're ready to talk about it let's talk about it and then checking in like can you receive this right now yeah give it to me that's awesome. Also with the knowledge of like, you don't have to fix this. It's really I, special. I just need a little hand to hold. And, uh, I think a lot of us have the same evil twin, evil twin. <laughs> um, <laughs> type vibe going on in the head. Yeah. Um. And so I don't really feel any shame about it. Because, I mean, it is what it is. I'm mm-hmm. still cool. I'm still vibing. I'm still funny. You know? <laughs> yes, I'm, you are. I'm still me. Just with a little bit of spice. A little spice. A little spice. That's right, girl. Do you feel like... Do you want to be a parent? Is that uh, a whole other conversation? Uh, uh, <laughs> I... 20 years old okay I was listening to an inner hole uprising 
episode where they were talking about like kids who are planned versus kids who aren't planned and how Mm -hmm. kids who are adopted I think they were referencing studies and like also using personal experience but it's like if you're adopting a kid it's very much so most of the time it's super intentional and like you're yeah out and you have you know you have the capacity like all of these things yeah and so hearing them talk about it, I was like oh hell yeah I would adopt and I also like I mean I know my kids would be cute no matter what yeah facts <laughs> biological kids but I'm also like that doesn't really mean anything um but I'm like one I don't want to be pregnant that oh tell me about it sucks oh oh my gee uh-uh um people are like it's such a beautiful thing okay for you for you no um I would have I okay so I asked this because I was gonna ask like does your experience of like how we grew up with like being how mental health was talked about does it make like how does that make you want to be as a parent or like pass down conversations of mental health to younger generations even if it means like as an auntie to my kids or to your friend's kids like oh I can't wait to be an auntie I see myself being an auntie far more than being a, a parent like parent for life bro that's a lot um but things I would want to pass on and not pass on I think I know a little bit of what not to give I hope so you know um um uh oh 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 I think as I grow up, especially after reading, um, what's that book called? Something about slut. Something about slut. Girl, you got to be more descriptive. Ethical slut. Ethical slut. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? Um, like, I'm very... The idea that you have to be married to have kids, you have to get married to have kids, or you have a kid, then you get married, like, I think that's silly, goofy. Mm -hmm. I'm not attached to that. So I think that opens the door for a lot more. I don't know. I don't really know. Again, I don't know where I was going with that. But... (laughs) But I think I'm unlearning a lot of things that would, I would hope, translate into auntiehood or parenthood. Mm-hmm. Things like teaching. I don't even know if it's like teaching or just showing your kids that they can be their full selves, no matter what it is, no matter how they want to identify literally anything no matter how they feel like I'm gonna let them do them I didn't they didn't ask to be brought into this world god damn mm-hmm. they did not so it's my responsibility to actually help them 
grow up to who they are and I have to give them the level of respect I would give anybody else yeah they're just small humans facts facts no I'm with that I feel like I mean you know I want to work with kids rest of my life and I think kids deserve every right in the world and you know kids are honestly a class of humans who have zero rights and I could pop off about that for a really long time but I feel like growing up it just made me want to like respect emotions and just like show people that like it's okay to feel and like we should talk about those feelings like good and bad and like it should be like emotional language should be part of your like daily vocabulary And so, like, when you ask somebody, like, how are you? you, you mean it and you want to know the answer. And, like, you don't just say, oh, I'm fine. You say, like, I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I like that. I'm sunny, <laughs> you know? Like, that's what I, I really took away from our childhood. I don't know. I like that. That was nice. Thanks, sis. And remember it. Yeah, girl, write that down. You know your memory and shit. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Anyways, you should have kept that in the drafts. Um. what do you wish like you could you could tell your younger self about mental health um one that you're experiencing it sugar dumps (laughs) um and not in like a I wouldn't be like you, you silly goop. Yeah. I'd like shame myself, but I'd be like, baby, it's real. You got it. Yeah. Next. Um, and then, uh, I don't think I would scare myself by being like, there's more to come. <laughs> But I mean, like, um, oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Even if there is more to come, then you're going to have the tools for support. So why did you look like that? Because that was really nice. Oh. <laughs> that was really nice. Oh, my gee. I thought you were about to make fun of me. Um. <laughs> Or, yeah, because, yeah, just that. I'll just leave it at that. That's a good one. So, Sissy, I ask all my guests this. I haven't missed it yet. What does wellness mean to you? Um, Now, why would you do that? What? (laughs) That noise, girl. 
cut it out. Just bleep it. I'm not going to cut that out. You are you. I don't need I people to- questioning the integrity of my I interviews. Want be- I want to be redacted. No. Okay. Um, well, wellness to me. Well, I learned in boating school. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm just so funny. Um, you know, people listen to my podcast, right? I do know. And I want to make them laugh so they know how great I am. (laughs) Hey, audience, did you know that in third grade I wanted to be a comedian? (laughs) And my family laughed at me. Ah, Imagine where I would be now if I was, like, encouraged. I used to bully Abby so bad. I I would bully her and be really mean, guys. And then I would say, how are you going to be a comedian if you can't take a joke? Girl, you would say that. Oh, that is, I'm going to let the listeners marinate on that because that is real dark-sided of you. I would be so, I would be on the road touring <laughs> at 20. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> my response is, okay, okay, okay. Two, two things. Wellness can be taking care of yourself or letting yourself feel however you want to feel. And then, you know, you sit in that for as long as you need. And then either with your friends, with your support system or yourself, you find the ways to put yourself back up. Two, wellness. I put up a peace sign, guys. Um <laughs> It can also be like, <laughs> stop laughing. You're just so funny. Okay. Go. What you need to do is take a little time trip back in time and tell me that as a kid. I, I, I'll do that right after that. That sentence did not make sense. <laughs> um, in the second way, wellness, I think of, there's also like the part of being well, I guess. And to me, that doesn't necessarily mean you're super happy all the time I would say it's like a level of contentment contentment Mm -hmm. whichever word that is um yeah that's as far as I can go without losing train of thought yeah thank you sissy I should have a comedy special on your podcast (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. Can you give me an episode? A full episode? Maybe. Sure. Anything for you, my sister? I actually don't know what I would talk about because I don't think I have jokes. I'm more of a... You need a riff. (laughs) I'm an improver. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, sister. Yes, and? Thank you for doing this podcast. (laughs) Yes, and I would like you to come back.
You're welcome. Listeners, if you know any talent agencies looking for a funny lead, you know where to find me. Abby, where can the people actually find you? Let it, drop your socials. Um, I'll put them in the show notes too. But You can't find me on Twitter because I went back to being private and I realized this. Oh my God. This is the only thing I'm ashamed about. Every time I go public, <laughs> I realize it coincides with when I post pictures of myself and then it's giving, I just wanted the world to see. <laughs> and then a day later I go back to private and then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> um, but I'm probably not going to stop doing that. Okay. So you might find me on Twitter. Keep your eyes peeled. Not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they actually find you? Follow me on Insta. I'm public, so you could follow me. Just look at me. ABR33.3. Um, and then my art Instagram. It's slipping my mind. Abriel Art? Yeah, that's it, baby. I'm going to drop her handles in the show notes, so don't worry, y'all. Thank oh, you. Oh, um, your art website. Follow me on Venmo, Abriel00. <laughs> um, follow me on SoundCloud, ABR00? Question mark. Um, I'm an up and coming DJ. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, help me out there. Um, Apple Music, Breezy Baby. The two E's are threes. That's where you can find me. (laughs) I love you, sister. Thank you. This brought me joy. (laughs) This was a big deal. For listening to me and my sister shoot the sh. And stay tuned for your wellness tip and to hear your wellness question answered after this short break. Say bye to the people, Abby. Bye. Let's be honest. Wellness is hard, but it doesn't need to be. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're looking for ways to approach your wellness that accounts for the wholeness of you. I'm excited to announce to my listeners that I'm launching Accountable, a one-on-one wellness coaching program with me, Lexi, the founder of LRH Wellness and host of Well, Well, Well. As your coach and wellness champion, I will work to create a tailored program that will guide you to achieving your wellness goals. Sign up today for a free consultation while spots remain. This week's wellness tip is join a wellness community. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't talk about it in the pre-episode. It was a little too serious, but join a wellness community okay so well together that's one but any wellness community you can join having a community is so important i talked to you guys earlier about i just wish i knew i could have joined one it's never too late to join one now joining a wellness community having that support having your health team whether it is made up of professionals or not having a wellness community is so important that is why i started well together. That is why I'm starting Accountable. Having that wellness community is so essential. 
having people in your corner who will support you, who will offer you feedback, who will offer you alternatives, who will give you something else to think about is so critical. Having people to bounce ideas off of, to support you, to give you that extra little oomph on those days that you're feeling down, where you're feeling you can't do it, where you're feeling that you just don't have the motivation. And to also tell you that it's okay that you don't have the motivation. To feel that you can lean on somebody else in your wellness journey is so important so that you can continue your wellness journey. Health and wellness does not come overnight. It's a lifelong journey. So having those friends, the support systems, that community that you can lean to, that you can find motivation from, that you can find support, that you can find inspiration from, is so essential. And that community will change. It will look dynamic. It will shift. It will change. And maybe it's an intellectual community one day. It's book club this month. Maybe next month it's going to be YouTube videos. It'll be finding a community that you can just send pictures of your food to. It can be shooting the shit, having conversations with. But have that wellness community. Join a wellness community. Look back on my Instagram. I made so many. I made a couple posts about how you can find in real life communities and how you can find communities online. Take that opportunity. Really, really, really look for what it means to build a wellness community for you. So join well together if you're looking for one specifically for Black women acts and people that experience gender discrimination. And if you're looking for a broader one, think of Instagram accounts. If you're looking for a one-on-one -on -one relationship, think of Accountable. Really look for that wellness community. This week's wellness question was, should I go to therapy? <sighs> Loaded question. So oftentimes I say everybody should go to therapy because frankly, everybody can benefit from having somebody, a non-biased person to share their emotions with, to help them process emotions, day-to-day -day life, all of that, right? I genuinely believe everybody can benefit from that. Now, therapy costs money, takes resources, it takes time. So not everybody has the money and resources and time. That being said, so the cost benefit might not work out for you. If you have the time and money, and reminder, therapy can look a lot of different ways, right? You can do 30-minute sessions, you can do text therapy, you can do sliding scale therapy where you're not paying that much money then you should really consider it. If you can find those options that fit your budget, that fit your time allotment, I really suggest therapy for most people. Having that person is really beneficial. Now, what you want to do, though, is think about what you want to get out of therapy. What are your goals with therapy? Sometimes people want long-term care. Sometimes people just want short-term skills of dealing with stress and anxiety. All of us face stress in some ways. Sometimes people just want to have somebody to talk to. They feel lonely. They need to have somebody to cope with their emotions. Some people want to have therapy just for somebody to cry to, to work through past trauma. I think oftentimes people think that you go to therapy to talk about these big, awful things all the time. Some people have therapists and only talk about good stuff. Somebody to just share their wins with. And that's okay too. The real thing that you need to think about is what are your expectations of therapy? And if you don't have any, that's fine too. But just knowing what you kind of want to get out of it can help, especially if you're not sure if the cost money thing is worth it, cost and time. Um, 
but I really do think that everybody should at least give it a try. And what's important to recognize with therapy is it is a one-on-one -on -one relationship. So you might not click with your therapist at first. It might take time to warm up to your therapist. So give it one, two, three sessions even and see if they really work for you. Now, if they don't click with you, that's okay. Try somebody new. It takes time. You might need to shop around, see what the vibe is. And before you know it, you'll get connected to the right care you need. But don't let one therapist that you didn't click with deter you from therapy. It takes time to find the right therapist to click with the right person. And when you do, it can be wonderful. It can really be a lasting relationship that can really help you process things for a lifetime. Good therapists can remain in people's lives for years. And so can bad therapists. But really good therapists can make a really big change and can leave you with insight and change perspectives that really, really, really can help you through some really difficult times. So I suggest that everybody should go to therapy, but therapy can look a lot of different ways, right? If you can't afford a therapist right now, maybe you need to take a step back and you use text therapy, you join different kind of therapeutic groups, you look in the options of healing circles, you look at different one-on-one -on -one options, you look at coaches, lots of different options, but you should think about what it is you want to get out of the relationship. So that's my wellness question. That's my answer to the wellness question. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with me and my sissy. I hope you enjoyed this shootin'ish episode. Again, it is summertime. I'm just so excited for all these wonderful things coming from LRH Wellness. I'm graduating this next week. So I'm so excited for my graduation and truly, truly, truly summertime. Um, I have a really exciting episode again next week too. So just stay tuned for all the magic and Accountable is officially launching soon. So stay peeping on the Instagram for all the, you know, official drops that you guys know. You're my lovely, lovely podcast listeners and you can sign up already. So don't hesitate to sign up for your one-on-one -on -one consultation. It's free. Don't forget, get in early because there are limited spots. I will only be accepting a limited amount of clients so I can give you guys all the attention you need. I'm just excited for it. So thank you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Well, Well, Well by LRH Wellness. If you found this podcast helpful or it resonated with you, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and give it a five-star rating. Check out lrhwellness.com to see available wellness programs and consider supporting work. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.